Pod, Scott and Todd. Welcome to June. It's June 2nd, 2021. A late Wednesday. It's Wednesday evening. The day off in both of the series of NBA playoffs for which Todd... Hey, I have a quick question for you. Yeah! I don't know if you saw this on Seinfeld episodes. I did. Uh, they had George prancing down the street saying, It's June! It's June! It's June! It's June. Yes, I did see that. Does he actually say that in an episode? I, I, I didn't, didn't remember, remember that. I remember that. I saw that a day or two ago and I was equally confused. I was like, I don't get it. I don't remember I didn't, this line. It looked like he was actually saying it's June. I didn't click the sound on to see if that's what he was saying, but it certainly looked like that's what he was well, saying. Well, that is the audio, but even okay, then, I didn't, I I didn't like, listen to it, I guess, is what it, my point was. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I did see that. Seinfeld episode still coming through with quality content, even though the uh, battle of the Seinfeld moments is over. Also, a new feature on, I believe, Curb Your Larry David, one of those Instagram handles that I think we both follow, where they will show a clip from the show and you have to guess the next line. I don't know if you've been following along with that. Doesn't sound like you have based on your reaction. Mm, I've, I've seen, I think it's Seinfeld episode has some sort of game where they're like lines from Seinfeld and things are left blank and you have to fill in the blank. Like semi-famous lines. Sure. Have not but seen I, that I recently. I don't remember the, uh, maybe I've seen that Curbulary David. It's one of the Curbulary Enthusiasm from. ones. They've been doing it the past four or five days, I would say. And I will admit that when they, the first two they did, I nailed it. Like it gives you four options, you know, and you press it and either does a little shake Get thing. Get in that with ass. The, with the, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not that famous, unfortunately. They're, <laughs> they're all obscure, but I got like three or four right. And then the last two or three, I have been... Way off, swinging a miss. So how well? How far back in the series are they? Are they like that's the, the thing. Last three that, seasons or like that's the fifteen thing. years ago? One of the ones that I missed just recently was like season one or season two, which is pretty tough. Um, what year is season one or season two? I don't know. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh, pre two thousand. I can't remember when it started. That's I, I think. I think that's right. It was a long, long ass time ago. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's just. Again, it's a new thing to do when I'm taking a shit. That's the only time I look at Instagram, essentially, is when I'm sitting on the toilet. I run through my stories, run through my uh, just the usual posts, and I follow... Premiered in 2000, by the way. Close enough. I follow a small enough number of people that I can I can do that once a day, sometimes twice a day if I'm feeling extra spicy, or if my food's extra spicy, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I was about to say, does that mean you're... Your yeah. poops are extra spicy, or you they are extra spicy, or both. the way down and the way out. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'll figure out. I'll put in the the show notes below. I'll figure out exactly which handle it is that uh, is doing that, so that you guys can. Speaking of massive shits, I was talking to a parent. I can't uh, wait where this is going. <laughs> friends, and we were talking about Joey Chestnut. I think we might have. I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast or off air. We definitely discussed it on the podcast. And and about like just the, how you would be destroyed from eating all that stuff. We were literally just discussing that tonight because we were, here's how we got there. Please, because I need the steps to get to that conversation. (laughs) We were there, there, we were at the pool, at the pool. I figured that. And they had some cornhole set up and people were playing cornhole. And I asked him. Say no had more. he ever watched? No, 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 no not that. Okay. Had he ever watched uh, professional cornhole players? Because ah, yeah. I saw them for, I believe, the first time last year. Johnsonville Brats on the Fourth of July is the sponsor in that sort of ESPN yes bullshit Fourth of July programming where they're like, 
Here's people eating too much stuff. And ESPN then here's people playing the Ocho, yes. I no, it wasn't the Ocho, oh, but okay. basically yeah, they've, people playing cornhole. ESPN has had that if, for a couple of years. It's, it's sponsored by Johnsonville Brats. Proud sponsor of this me. podcast as well. But go ahead. And I learned that there were professional cornhole players, and we talked about that a little bit, and I said, I think they have, like the professional guys have, the bags have two sides. There's like a slick side and a grippy side, and they basically make it in the hole every time. Yeah. And then we started talking about competitive eating, 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 yeah, eating, and then the shitting that happened after the eating. So that's how I got there. Did you mention? Is this a friend that knows that you do a podcast? And did you mention that you had discussed Joey Chestnut shits on a recent episode of the podcast? <laughs> no, uh, he knows that I have a podcast. I don't know if he's ever listened. He didn't inquire. Uh, I didn't mention discussing on the podcast because, to be honest, I had forgotten that we had discussed Joey Chestnut shits on the podcast. Yeah. Plus, I didn't. I wanted it to sound like this was coming fresh off the dome. This is comedic insight that I have about this guy's massive dumps after he's eating eighty hot dogs or whatever. Right. You would need to somewhat fib in order to sound like you're a comedic genius. So I, I respect that. It's not. It's not what I meant. Okay. Um. I, I see now that you have added some topics for the evening. I wanted to, obviously we're going to talk about the basketball, but I want <coughs> basketball. I'm cracked up. About basketball. Um, going through puberty again. Fourth time is a bitch. Um, but I wanted to, to save that for later because we don't want to lose all of our listeners right off the top. Um, so I see that you have some things here. Do you want, they, do you want me to discuss those with very you? Very interesting. Yeah, you decide. <laughs> the second one's pretty straightforward. The first one... Inception's a good term. Um, you can, well, you can they're pick related. which one you want to do first. Okay, go ahead. So I was, I think I was listening to the Rewatchables, okay, which is what a podcast on on the Ringer where they rewatch movies. I think this is. It might have come earlier. Maybe he was talking about it. So they rewatched Memento, and I didn't end up listening to the whole thing because I realized I didn't remember enough about the movie That's to ironic. really know, yeah, <laughs> to be able to follow along because. <laughs> Well, I saw the movie when it came out. They talked about how it is and isn't a rewatchable movie because once you sort of know the yeah, 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 it's a spoiler the, alert. The crux of the movie it's, for sure. It's less rewatchable, but then they were arguing that it was rewatchable. But then that's not the point. Um, so I what think Bill Simmons was like, you know, I don't know if I really do understand what exactly was happening in Memento, and I feel like people say that a lot about movies that are sort of um, intellectually dense or have this premise that's complicated. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the reason they don't understand is because they try to extrapolate the sort of happenings of the movie. So like Memento or Inception, like I remember seeing Inception and being like, oh, that was a cool movie. And people were like, I couldn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like you couldn't follow it. And the, right. But I think they they follow the movie, but then they try to figure out like, they just try to, they take the They try the to put premise, themselves into the scenario. Either, put, of the either apply it to their world or yeah. sort of extrapolate it out to like what I would say are unreasonable lengths. Okay. A lot of movies I, that people say, yeah, that movie is really confusing. I'm like, I don't know. It didn't, like I got what was happening. I, yeah. Maybe I'm just being lazy about it, but I'm like, I don't know if you need to do that. If you want to do it, great. 
but that's not something I do. And I didn't know if you do that. If you take these, I mean, Nolan is probably the most famous director for doing this sort of thing, but there are other movies. There's a movie that I saw that was like a science fiction movie that was super indie. Um, I saw my friend Paget, who's, you know, big, he's a screenwriter and a big movie buff. Yeah, yeah. And then they Very had a second movie he said was really weird, had something to do with pigs, but I never saw that one. I really enjoyed the movie, but it, it definitely, it dealt with time travel and had these yeah. sort of really complex things where I don't even remember the premise. It was super low budget movie, but it was really well done. This is a great example. And and they did a lot of things with like time travel and going back in time and things happening and not happening, sort of like. I mean, the the sort of popcorn movie would be Back to the Future, where part two, you know, Marty goes back in the past and with the timeline, the various timelines. If his parents don't meet, he'll disappear from the photograph. And yeah. so, if if you take that and you're like, well, if he does this, how does that change something else? I'm like, you don't need to think about that. I mean, you can if you want to, but like, mm-hmm. that's why you're getting confused because you're expanding on this world that is made up. Correct. That's a Back and to the Future. I, I typically don't do that. So I mean, if somebody brings it up to me, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But my mind does not go there yeah. just because I'm like, this is fine. I don't need to expand on the worldview of this, this fictional thing. So I feel like your, your question, your, your examples are one thing and your actual question is another. Let me explain what I mean. So Inception, Vanilla Sky, which is a movie I never saw, but I heard it was similar in that sort of weird way. Um, Memento is another one. Yeah, if I try to say, how would this work if I were in this world? And and yeah, outside of the 90 minutes or 120 minutes that I'm watching, what else is happening? What is this character doing when they're off screen? I could, I guess, see where that would be confusing. I don't do that. That's the, that's the genesis of your question here. I will also say, as a sidebar, yet very related, the only things that really ever confuse me in anything, movie, TV, book, whatever, and I don't read a lot, we all know that, but still, is characters. So like Game of Thrones, if you watched, let's say, seasons one and two of Game of Thrones and then took five years off and tried to come back on season, you'd be so fucking lost because there's so many characters. You'd be like, who's this guy again? What's their relationship to this? That confuses me and that frustrates me when I can't keep up with who all these characters are. But I'm hundred percent the same way, especially in books when they, yeah, books, there's like books 20 characters way. and some of them are minor and then they'll have nicknames or they'll refer to them by sure. their last name instead of their first name. And in books, that shit, that shit like, drives me crazy. Yeah. Books yeah. are even harder because you have, you have to make your own mental picture. So if exactly. Like, That's exactly Mr. Darcy was, was rude to Eleanor, but, and then they call him like Aaron and some other thing. You're like, who the fuck is Aaron? Right. Isn't that the same person as Eleanor? Because I know Mr. Darcy was rude to Eleanor. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like you're, it, it's your own imagination. And again, that it it usually will only happen if I take time off. I did not actually, or no, I did. With Game of Thrones, you and I both, we started back at zero and listened to the, or listened to, watched the entire show all the way through, leading up to the finale. No, and I, I did. I didn't do that. You did that. I, didn't I did that. that. Okay, I thought you did that. You were saying people have done that. Maybe whatever. I, um, I was saying I'd like to do that, but then oh, okay. I was like, no fucking way. I actually did it. Yeah, it was quite this. it was quite a commitment. Definitely 80 hours of my life I'll never get back, which is fine. It was entertaining. But it definitely did help. And I was like, oh, now I see. Like, it did help connect some of those dots 
that as I was watching it in real time, as the episodes are being released, I was like, who the fuck is that again? Why, why is that person getting killed? Why is that person having sex with this other person? Like a lot of it was very confusing um, as you're watching it, but that's the only thing that ever, that ever is confusing to the point where it'll even take me out of the show because I lose, like my focus is lost because I'm not trying to figure out who the fuck these people are. Um, but again, to your well, point, Game of, of Thrones Memento, in a couple of instances replaced yeah. actors. So that didn't help either because I think uh, Daenerys's sort of lover or the guy who was sort of pining for her when she, it was after she was married to the horse king guy or whatever. But she had like this sort of warrior. I can't remember his name clearly. Um, but they changed the actors in between like season three or four or something like that. Are you back? Sorry, I had to, had to cough there. Um, so like that was super confusing because I think the one guy yeah. had like darker hair and the next guy had blonde hair or vice versa. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Right. Um, so for shows like that with the big massive casts, honestly, like some of the podcasts and they had the after the thrones like that helped me a lot yeah nerds that like had read the books and knew all the stuff and they're like those people this is this person and you'll remember from season one when he was on screen for five minutes and had this encounter and i'm like oh i I don't remember that or i sort of do now that you mentioned it but i would not have recalled that because but a lot of times i still didn't yeah yeah that's the way that worked so yeah, that's the part that confuses me. I just it's something like for those sort of intellectually dense or maybe not even intellectually, but just sort of complicated movies and there you know there is a genre of movies that like to be complicated. I feel like mm-hmm. people are always like, "I don't know, that movie confused me." And I'm like, "What?" I feel like sometimes I'm like, D- "Am I not understanding this? It doesn't seem that complicated like to the point where i don't know what's going on well and i think like there's there's complex things going on but i can follow the story for the most part and i think part of it is i'm not trying to like bring anything else yeah to the story or expand the universe beyond what they're telling me right like, i don't i don't get hung up on inconsistencies where they're like well if you traveled back in time you wouldn't have been able to drive that car because it hadn't been invented yet i'm like who gives a fuck like it's I a mean, movie like I'm, i'll do some that of that kind stuff, of shit but- like don't get caught carried up in that stuff. Yeah, you don't get carried up in it, whatever that means. Um, I <laughs> carried away with that stuff. You know what I mean? Caught. I was, was going to say caught away. up and then know, carried away with. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think you and I are the same. And that you go in, I go into any movie, TV, whatever medium we're talking about. I just, it's entertainment. Like that's the purpose of it. I'm not. It's I'm, not. I'm perfectly part of my willing life. to do the suspension of disbelief. Yes. that you're supposed to do. That's how you're supposed to watch those movies. Or those shows, and yeah, it's again, it's only only time it happens to me is is character based, character driven. And my that was the Sorry. loudest hat drop in the history of. Podcasts. I dropped my hat and fucking brim, rallied through the brim this first. Phone is so goddamn Kaboom. sensitive. I know. Well, I have to like shove my face into it to talk for it to hear me, but anything in the background. <laughs> It picks up like a motherfucker. I do not understand how to make it work. If your cat is scratching a post 30 feet behind you in the laundry room, it's like, yeah, I can hear that. Tell Waffles to Um, shut up. So the the follow-up question to this, and I think it's because I was listening to this podcast, is um, do you rewatch or reread things? Now, there are certainly movies that I have Mm rewatched. I can't think of any books that I've reread. I know people do that. I believe my wife has done that 
for certain things. She's like, oh, I just really liked it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, books, like when I think about how many good books that I've never read and never will read, it's like depressing and overwhelming. <laughs> Same thing with movies, really. Yeah. I'm just like, there's so many things that I could like the, the rewatching is, is less for me now because um, I don't have like TV service, you know, I have streaming network. So yeah, it, yeah. it's not like I turn on the TV and Die Hard is on. I'm like, oh, this part's awesome. I'm going to watch right. from here watch until he scenes. says, yippee motherfucker, and then bounce. Right, right. Um, Why because would you stuff leave isn't on. You have, you, ha- you have to actively choose to watch something. And then you Correct. can't, then if you do, you're not jumping in in the middle unless you stopped it before and left yep. it, whatever. Yep. Um, so I, I don't do that, but I know a lot of people do do those things. And I'm wondering if you, like, you still have cable. Do you rewatch stuff? I mean, now on the other, <laughs> other side of that coin, yeah, I'm rewatching the office for like the fourth time because I can just sort of have it on in the background Sure, and I enjoy it and I don't really have to pay attention to it. That's the one thing that I will re that I have rewatched. I think more than any other series, probably other than Seinfeld, I just rewatched that as we mm-hmm. have discussed on know. the show. Yeah. And we sort of stalled rewatching lost because, um, not because it isn't good. It's just like, it's such, a, it's such a massive chunk of stuff. Like each season being 22 episodes or whatever. I'm like, it's big time. Whenever, yeah. whenever I start watching, I'm like, God, this show is good. But it's just getting over that hump of being like, all right, I guess I'll watch another one of these. I don't know why, because I do love it when I watch it. But it's just like, well, it I takes like, a minute to like. Not to avoid answering the question, but I feel like, and I, and I find this with, with The Office, which you mentioned, which I'll speak to in a different mode in a moment. But I feel like, you know, you're talking about rewatching Lost, which is, I believe, eight seasons, seven, eight seasons I think it's only six. I looked it up the other day and okay. it was shorter Whatever than I it is. thought. Six times 20. It, you know, it's 120, 130 episodes, something like that. And it was an hour long show. So that's at least 40 minutes each. It's a hundred hours of your life. It's multiple days if you were to just watch it continuously and not sleep. And I think the problem is as you're doing that, you're realizing there's so many other things I either need to or should be or could be doing. Why am I essentially wasting my life watching this show that I've already seen. I don't know exactly what happens in this episode because I watched it 15 years ago, but I know what happens by the end of the show. So why am I, why am I putting that sort of time into it? And again, Jamie and I do that with the office literally every week. seasons of lost. Okay. Literally every weekend I spend hours watching for the 19th time, you know, the, the dinner party episode of the office just because it's on and it's hilarious. And now it's just like it becomes a contest of how much, how many lines can I quote, which is at least half of them, during any of these key episodes that I just love watching because I do watch them all the time. So that's my transition to answering your question. Yes, The Office is definitely a good example of a show that I will rewatch and have rewatched for the past several years over and over. I feel over. like it's easier to do with sitcoms slash comedies. It definitely is. Because you can leave I mean, them midway through an episode. They're not serialized. Like, eh, yeah. I mean, I guess The Office is, but kind of pop in. They're all standalones. They could be a standalone anyway. Yeah. Like if you jump into season four, episode eight of Lost, you'd be like, wait, who is that again? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, again, to directly answer your question, reread is a bad question because I don't really read. Yeah. You haven't read it the first time. 
I haven't read it the first time. I, I got the that book about bad religion for Christmas. I am almost done with it. Like it's on my it's on my bedside table. Six pages. We're now in June. I started reading it at, at the beginning of the year, like a week after I got it. And no, it's not nice. It's three hundred something pages, and I'm like two hundred fifty with you. It's almost over, and it's very interesting. And for a while, I was pretty good about reading it on school nights, you know, Sunday through Thursday, every night before I went to bed. And then I just stopped for two and a half months. And I, I, I read again just recently, like in the last week or so, but it was just the one night. And then yet again, I've got back into the, the habit of, of not reading, which, which I hate. I, I think it's a good habit to get in and it allows you to check off the box. Like you were saying, there's all these books. And, and to that point, uh, as you may or may not know, Adam has, I assume still has all of his movies categorized on his website. So all the Formerly DVDs, now Blu-rays and whatever, HD. I don't, I don't even know what the latest technology is. Whatever Adam's incredible movie collection is, he has it all categorized. And he put together a script for me where I could go in and select movies that I wanted to see. And then as I watched them, I'd take it off the list. It was like a running tally of both what I had seen and what I wanted to see. The so problem the thousand is, movies on your list, you've knocked off six of them? It was not that bad because oftentimes I'd watch them with him. Like if he was reviewing a movie, gotcha. it was something I wanted to watch and I was around, I'd watch it with him. Um, so I, I literally have seen hundreds of his movies, but he has thousands of movies. And my list has hundreds, if not a thousand or more movies that I wanted to see that obviously I'll never be able to see with that ease because I don't live with him anymore because we're both married and we live in different states. Um but it was the same thing there. Like I felt bad that I knew I had all this media at my fingertips and I was unable to consume it. And so I felt like I was missing out and that I'll never be able to, um, you know, catch up to, to see all those movies. So, so yeah, so it's like I had this treasure trove of, of movies that I could dig into and I tried like I tried to organize myself because there's plenty of shit in there. He would admit that too. There's plenty of just terrible movies in there that I had no interest in watching. But there's plenty of like blockbuster movies that I never saw because I typically did not and still really do not go see movies in the theater that I put on that list and I just never got around to it. Meanwhile, to your point, I would be, you know, rewatching other things. I watched the British office. I've seen the British office. We've talked about this in the past all the way through multiple times. And again, it's not that I feel bad for doing that because I made a choice to watch that as opposed to watching something else, but, um, I made a choice. Right. And, and then now, nowadays, when I think about a typical work day or weekend, the things that distract me are just pointless things that a YouTube algorithm throws up in front of me. Like you might find this interesting because you watch running videos and poker videos. And I'm like, God damn it. I do find that interesting and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and I watch hours of content like that. That, you know, Wait, eventually really? it might Hours? lead to Jesus uh, over the course of a week. It might lead to me subscribing oh, okay. to that channel. Not yeah, in not one a day. sitting though. No, Gee, no, no, no. Um, well, that's what I thought you meant. I thought you were like, oh, YouTube suggested something. And then six hours later, oh, I mean, fuck, I need to we've eat all dinner. Been down, <laughs> we've all been down the wormhole, but no, not that bad. Um, but no, it does. You know, it does get to the point where it's like. I, I. I don't want to watch this, but they know to put it in front of me. And I'm like, 
Oh, I'll watch it anyway. It's only six minutes. It's only eight minutes. But those things add up, you know. And it's like, why am I watching this crap content when I could be, again, watching one of my shows, watching something of value um, and, and catching up? And to that end, by the way, just to give a final thought, we mentioned last week, we talked about Ozark. Hope you were muted You're there. Watching my we story. talked about Ozark. And yeah, um, yeah so Jamie and Did I got back in? on... We got back in. We're now on season three. Were there three seasons or four so far? Do you know? Three. Three, three. so far. Okay. So we're a couple episodes into three. The casino is open. There's been season some craziness three is good. already. I mean, I liked season three. I liked I, mean, I, like, I liked one and two. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say. It's a great it's, show. Like, I mean, literally, at show. the <laughs> at the end of we still had like one or two episodes to watch in season two and so we watched those first obviously this was over the holiday weekend this past weekend and like at the end of i think season two episode 10 it was the final se- final episode of season two it finished and before season three episode one started i was like god this is such a well acted show like it's well casted um the the, cast. uh, the female attorney lady is just like perfectly cast obviously jason bateman does a good job of being just this you know, father figure who's also a liar and doing whatever he can to to keep his the family. The thing afloat. about the Jason Bateman casting, I would say, yeah, is he's supposed to be like a math genius. That that doesn't ring as true to me, just because of all his other roles. He's never been like a smart guy. He's been kind of a smart ass, but not like the other roles smart. in his career. You're saying. Yeah, yeah, the the roles that I know him from, the yeah. Hogan family, uh, Arrested, Arrested Development, Development yeah. name yeah, of definitely those two. more I'm smart. Sure there are other things I yes. can't think of. Yeah, sure. He's, he's always been kind of a smart ass, which I love. That's why that's what you that's what you want from Jason Bateman, and he has some of that in this he has too. Those and it's moments. not it's not completely unbelievable, but this thing where he's like a master money launderer. I'm like, eh. yeah, but you have to give all actors that. Yeah, yeah. That freedom to play a new role, you know, and reinvent themselves, if you will. And you and I are probably two of three people on the earth to think of him from the Hogan family as our, <laughs> as our first option. Um, Disagree. I think everyone thinks of him that way. I mean, I hope so. That, that's a classic show. He was but... the asshole dad in Juno. Oh, yeah. He was an asshole philanderer, right? Yeah, he, he tried to. Was well, he trying to? I think he been tried to sleep movie. with Juno. Yeah, there you go. That's what I meant. Because she was going to, they were the adoptive couple, right? I think it's been a long time since I've seen that movie when it came out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can rewatch that sometime. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't, know, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. By the way, speaking of rewatchables, do you even recall that long, long ago we did our own, I don't know what oh, we yeah. called it. We did the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Something did we call it rewatchables? I don't know what we called it. Um, uh, no, we had some other name for it. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, due to trademark infringement concerns, we did have some other name that I don't recall. But we should do that again with something. Now that we're talking about it. All right. I I don't watch a ton of movies. Well, that's not <clears> true. <throat> I don't watch a ton of movies for myself. We watch. 
Pixar. a weekly movie with the girls, which always sucks because my daughter, <laughs> my elder daughter is in sort of the tween phase. So she only wants mm-hmm. to watch like shitty movies. My younger daughter is more wants to watch Star Wars and stuff. She's more into stuff that I'm like, oh, cool. Let's watch that. But my elder daughter, like we last watched Father of the Bride and like Oof. that and other movies. I'm just like, God, these that's are a tough one. Terrible. That I usually is a tough just one. look at my phone or fall asleep when we're watching them. Yeah. I mean, but I we, know it's a family event, but you don't have to actually watch it. Like, no, I'm no, sure I typically don't or whatever. Just, yeah. Um, I mean, some of the movies we've watched that I have enjoyed are like National Treasure. That's not like the greatest movie, but at least it's like it's entertaining. It's a popcorn flick. Yeah. But there aren't, a, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like just straight PG kind of adventure movies like that. They're either like PG 13 or R. Hmm. And it's not the, recently. The PG, I thir- agree. the PG 13, I think, would be fine for my almost 10 year old, but. The yeah, six-year-old, it's pushing it a little bit, so. Well, how about, you mentioned it earlier, how about something like Back to the Future? A classic. Well, we watched classic Back to the Future, we watch all three, they liked those a lot, yeah. Okay, good. That's I'm what I'm saying, like, we haven't, we haven't watched Goonies, I don't think, but we've watched a lot of the, like, 80s sort of stuff like that. See, I feel like, I don't know this for sure, I could probably look it up, I'm too lazy. I feel like Goonies, A, might be PG-13. And if it isn't B, it probably plays like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Like I feel like there are stu- elements of that that are a little scary. It would be a little scary for, for There's the definitely people. a little scary. There's like the mildly racist treatment of uh, Data. Oh, right. It's just stuff that's yeah. like, I mean, Sloth is just a weird fucking character. Sloth could be scary, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, what? what is, what is the point of... That character. I mean, I I know I get how he works in the plot, but like, yeah, yeah, what? I don't even know what's going on there. It's just like a, a mentally disabled person that's been abused for years. I presumably, that's true. Like, I never what? I never thought about that. <laughs> how did Sloth become Sloth? Sloth? Yeah, what is Sloth's physical and or mental issue and or emotional? I don't know. He's got something going on there. I mean, it's Good he's almost stuff. like a a Muppet, you know what I mean? Except he's human, like yeah. In that he, like he doesn't really have human characteristic. He's more like it's. Mm-hmm. I'm at the time he was kind of like scary, but comic relief. I don't, it's yeah. it's a weird. That's I would say it's that's one of the dynamic. more problematic parts of Goonie. Like, what the fuck is going on with Sloth? Sure, sure. What are some other '80s flicks that you've? You've encountered. Um, or let me ask you this. Is this like a Friday night thing? Saturday night thing? Yeah, typically we do it on the weekend. So um, what's coming up? What's on the slate for uh, 48 hours from now? Well, my elder daughter picked, um, what did I just say? Father of the Bride. So now it's my younger daughter's turn to pick this weekend. Mm, I see. And I think she's more open to watching like animated films. Like usually I can get both of them to watch like new Pixar movies. And there is a new Pixar movie coming up in a few weeks, but it won't be out this weekend. Hmm. It's called Luca. Um, but I, I don't know what's on the docket. I think something more for the six to eight year old sort of set. Which my so I assume elder daughter will complain about, but she'll watch it anyway. Right. So I assume the selections only come from the Netflix options or Hulu or whatever you guys have. 
I mean, we have a lot of streaming service. So we have HBO Max, Disney oh, right. Plus, Hulu, Netflix. But like, do they know how to peruse those Amazon choices, Prime. I guess is my point. Um, typically, they'll hear from a friend, like, okay. hey, I watched That's this movie. Um, and those those are usually, they're usually like Disney movies or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. but my, my elder daughter does have a friend who has an older brother who's like 13 and they're watching more of the PG 13 movies cause they're sort of pushing her up. Whereas yeah, yeah. we're pushing our nearly 10 year old down a little bit or trying to. So sure. like they watch space balls and I'm like, I don't, first of all, Ooh, I don't know if you guys are classic, I think they'd like space balls, but like this does not seem appropriate. And yeah, they watch, probably way too uh, they watch some other more contemporary, like tween to teen comedies i can't like i think there's one called like um there's like some singing movie i can't i am terrible with the names of these movies that i've never seen but high school um, musical no it's like a god damn it what's the name of that movie let me see if i can find it and i'll tell you what the name of it is so still probably appropriate for children because it's mostly singing. it's definitely a pg-13 it's a song and dance but they might talk about making out with boys, that sort of thing, which I, I think I, it's more crude than that. Even like, I think oh. a lot of the jokes would probably go over her head, but um, yeah, well, that's good for now. How are you looking this up? By the way, teen musical movie. <laughs> it's going to say, Oh, we could watch spice girls. Um, oh I'm trying to see if, if and there's the parental up. bad influence into the, uh, Movie choices. I would definitely watch that. Again. That thing you do, I tried to get them to watch that one time. They were not really that interested. That's a good film. Oh, Pitch Perfect, I think, is the name of that. Oh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Sure. I have not seen it, but I think, like, it definitely has singing and comedy and, like, stuff that I think they'd find interesting, but I think it also has a little, like, not quite, like, um, Seth Rogen-ish humor, but along those lines, a little more raunchy right. than right. is probably appropriate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's my Seth Rogen impression. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. His, his weed laugh, like, oh, so I bad. think he's a really funny guy, but I listen to the pod, like his Conan O'Brien podcast, and I'm like, yep. how can anyone talk to this man? Like, his laugh yeah. is so fucking annoying. Yeah, and again, so did I. I listened to the, to the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Seth Rogen, and then somehow, because my podcast app is connected to YouTube, I got all these suggestions to watch these little three or four minute clips on Seth Rogen with Seth Rogen on Howard Stern, which is this was a few weeks ago. And I ended up watching a bunch of those, too, because like the, the title just grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, let's hear what Seth Rogen has to say about James Franco as a bad actor. You know, wh- whatever it is. I don't know. I'm making that up. But it was something like that. He and James Franco are good friends. So I'm sure it was. I'm sure that was one of the ones. But fucking algorithms anyway um did you watch okay. his, so you don't know what you're uh, watching cars getting coffee do i watch it have you seen oh, you his comedians yes i have i've seen all of them i've seen literally every comedians and cars getting coffee it's weird that like after it became part of netflix and they made new ones it was much more difficult to figure out what the seasons were because they repackaged the original ones and then they're like creamer season or like they had stupid fucking names it's not like season one through four. Oh, that's interesting i i, I didn't even notice that 
I, th- I think that's what they're called. They, I seem to remember them having stupid names. I hope I didn't make that up. I'm pretty sure. I just true. put them in the queue or like I put that in my queue for favorites or whatever the hell Netflix says. And then I just literally every day for at lunch or no, this is probably pre pandemic. This is a couple of years ago. Whatever. Every day I watched one and I just, I just watched them in order as they came up. Cause I was like, I didn't need to care about the actual person. I knew I was going to sure. watch every single one. And I did because I find them very entertaining. Yes. They have late night, ex- late night espresso. Um, Okay. I feel like they have Dumb. other ones too. Maybe they're all called that now. You're not they talking about other... the shorts, are you? Like hot shots? No, 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 no. That's okay. like Bill Mayer is under late night ex- late night espresso. Hmm. I don't see like oh, fuck. I don't I don't see the uh, the other episodes, but they had weird names like that. Um, also, I found that like I don't know if I just seen too many of them, but. I got to the point where, like, the B-roll coffee-making footage that's clearly done somewhere other than where they are was, like, just annoying the shit out of me. Because it's, like, this show's 14 minutes long and I'm watching eight minutes of, like, latte-making when they're not drinking lattes. Like, In case you forgot, you coffee is in the title of this show. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And he's talking a lot and about cars. the cars. And yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit about these cars. Like... You can do 30 seconds on the car. That's enough. I don't need to, like, see lots of footage of the hubcaps right. and the fucking fenders and shit. Like, all right, I get it. Yeah. This is a shit car or a nice car, which it seems I just like. want to see you driving down the PCH with Brian Regan talking about bits that never made it. Like, Brian Regan is one of my favorite episodes of this show. That was years ago. But, um, yeah, that's all I want to see. I want to see, you know, stories from the olden days, that sort of thing. And I feel like they could easily yeah. chop the show the show lengths in half if they got rid of all that B-roll shit, which, I mean, I, I get to. that you want some of that, but it's like excessive amounts of it on that show, in my mind. I enjoyed the, uh, I'm going to do some, some eating fully work here as I'm eating my dinner. I enjoyed, and I assume you did as well, the Fred Armisen one. I feel like they were right by your house in Portland. I don't know if you remember that one or not. They went to like a, like a, I'm pretty sure they were on Mississippi because they went no, to they like a, been, yeah, they, I, if I saw it, it was like years ago. So I don't, I'm not remembering it right off the top of my head, but yeah, but I, like, I do remember recognizing yeah, there's from the, that episode. At one point they went to like a, a food truck area, which is in the corner, like at the top of the hill, corner of Mississippi and whatever that cross street is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's, I think I know exactly more. where that is. Yeah. And then they walked down <laughs> Mississippi and ended up eating somewhere they, they didn't they didn't need it like you know the burger place or anywhere that i actually recognize but i think they were right in that that zone which is pretty cool interesting most most time it's in obviously new york and LA, or la and i'm like well yeah there's a lot of la i kind of know where they are in la but big deal so to 12 million other people you know but that portland thing seemed closer to not my home but your former home so your experience anyway, um Yes. So why are we talking about convenience cars? It doesn't matter. Rewatchability uh, of shows. I don't remember. Oh, we were Movies. talking about rewatching. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we were. We were. We were. That's how we started. I don't know. It all started with your topic forty minutes ago. So, as happens, here we are. Well, um, this was a, a a broad opening to discuss 
No, it was. Uh, it's good. Culture and things. I'm not criticizing. I didn't have shit either. I just had the basketball games we needed to talk about. So it's good that you came came correct. Come and correct with some topics. Should we talk about the basketball games? No, I had one other thing I want to talk about before oh. the basketball games. And then I okay. What it is. I thought of it in the shower, and I so I couldn't write it down, which I knew was going to be a problem. Our friend Mr. Dollar was having a, a conversation about basketball. I saw <laughs> that you replied to Danny Dollar, and I almost <laughs> did too. But because um, he posted that several days ago, but I, you replied like yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. And he replied. There's dollar? like three comments after mine. Oh, with him and really? some other dude. Nice. Apparently, uh, Mr. Dollar is a Memphis fan. That's where he lives now. That's where his oh, family I was didn't from. Realize that originally, yeah. Um, before we dive deep into Danny Dollar, boy, it's a lot of D sounds. Before we dive deep into Danny Dollar, I do want to ask number one fan of the show, Stephen Levin, who still listens. Apparently, um, we I, I posted the week still listens. I mean, of course, obviously. I'm just uh, yeah, you're right. What am I thinking? Silly me. But uh, an episode of the other half, the show that I do with Jamie, I mentioned just offhand. I mentioned the movie. Mean Girls, just to stay on topic of films. Have you ever seen the movie Mean Girls? I have. Thoughts, comments? Uh, I like that movie. It was good. What What particularly... I, I, one thing that we didn't discuss, but I do not remember movies once I've watched them. For the most part. You do have a like, terrible If you movie. ask me... I mean, the title sort of tells you what happens in the movie, and I remember that, uh, shit, I can't even remember her name was <laughs> sort of the lead actress in it. The red-haired actress that, that I can't remember either? Yeah. Yes. Um, she was in the remake of Freaky Friday as well, and right. then had sort of a drug problem, but um, God damn Didn't it. Didn't all the I'm starts. sure our listeners are like, it's this person, you fucking morons. Hang on. I'll look it up. Keep laughing. Mean so girls, red hair. What? I said, so you liked it. Yeah. I Have you seen it? No. Lindsay Lohan. Um, Lindsay Lohan. So I have not. The Lohaniest of Lindsay's. And so out of the blue, Steven sends me, shout out Steven, sends me a Facebook message, like as a reply to the fact that he had clearly just listened to the podcast where I acknowledged just offhand, we weren't, Jamie and I were not talking about Mean Girls, but... I said something and Jamie was like, oh, like that's a Mean Girls quote. I was like, I've never seen that movie and I don't care to. Steven's like, you have to it's watch it. That's good. You should see it. That's it's written Steven by said. Tina Fey. Okay. Back before Tina Fey was Tina Fey, though. No, she was, I mean, I I think it was during her 30 Rock days, but she was still, or mm, might have been SNL. Might have been between SNL and 30 Rock. 2004 feels like SNL days. She was famous ish like i don't she didn't have nearly obviously the credits she has now but right people knew who she was all right fine i'll watch it i'm not fighting i, I actually i have set up my dvr because it comes on comedy central somewhat frequently no not every day south park comes on every day um so it will air this week in the fifth i believe which is i think saturday so it is set up to record and I will report I'm back. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, too. It is not. I looked it up. I will report really? back on this very network, either on this show or a show that Jamie and I do, to let everyone know 
my thoughts on it. It really isn't streaming. That's surprising. I know. I would have already watched it if it was. But since then, since that point, it's like a week ago, Stephen sent me that. He keeps randomly Facebook messaging me things with (laughs) like memes that I assume are from that movie. And I'm like, you've got to stop this. Like I already told you, I'm going to watch it on June 5th or shortly thereafter. Just give me some time. I'll watch the movie. Relax. But he's all over it. He can't let it go. It's really weird when movies like that, which are fairly popular, are not streaming on some service. That always surprises me. I mean, I guess. Like, you can rent it on anything, it looks like, but it's not streaming. That that surprises me. Right. To clarify, it is streaming, but I'm not paying for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm... Stephen told me he's like, "Don't paying. be a cheap ass. Pay the four dollars to watch it on Amazon yeah, it's, Prime." It's not like, that no. expensive if if you did want to watch it. I do, but um, not that I did see in. I'm trying to find the name of it, but I did see another movie that was rep, rep, ugh, recommended mm-hmm. by a friend. Um, he recommended it to us a bunch of times. I'm trying to find the name of it. Um, that has a Mean Girls like vibe to it. Hmm. Um, and if I can find it, I will tell you the name of it because it it was also good. We're gonna name this episode "Todd Looks Shit Up" <laughs> while Scott eats a chicken pie. It's very delicious, by the way. My wife brought it in about five minutes ago, and no one noticed. That's a chicken pot pie. Mm. Mm-mm. No, I think the Just difference chicken is, no. pie. I think chicken pot pie. I think the difference is chicken pie, which this is, is made in kind of a casserole dish. It does have the breading on top, and the contents are essentially the same. Crust, but I think mean? a chicken pot pie has yeah. I think a chicken pot pie has a crust. All the way around, encapsulating it. This does not have a crust on the bottom. The crust is just simply across the top. And if that's wrong, please let me know. The bro pod network at gmail.com. Wait, say that again. It has a crust on the top, but not on the bottom. Right. So you put the contents like the, you know, chicken broth and the vegetables and the chicken, the cooked chicken into a casserole dish. And then you just put the, the breading on top, on top only. Whereas a chicken pot pie is like a normal pie. It has the crust on the bottom, on the top, on the sides. It encapsulates the entirety of the contents. If that makes sense. Hmm. That does make sense, but I, whatever. Good. I'm just taking out the pot word. That's I, all. I cannot find the name of that movie. It's good, though. I'll find okay. it at some point. So that's another highly recommended movie here. We don't know the name <laughs> of it, but it's good. Uh, God damn it. What's Check the it name out. of that movie? Can you give any, can you give us context clues? Play along at home, um, it's, everybody. It's a so it's a movie about sort of high school girls who it's sort of their last night in high school and they're kind of nerds, but they're going to a party um, uh, and are kind of living their lives before they go off to college. Does it take place in the modern day? Yeah, it's like it came out in twenty twenty or something, maybe twenty nineteen. I don't know exactly, but. Oh, it's called Book Smart. There we go. Thank God. Okay. And it is streaming on Touch and go. Hulu, maybe? Okay. 
That's also good. I recommend it. Everybody check it out. It came out in 2019. There you go. Directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh. I'm familiar. It's on Hulu. Okay. Can't wait. Check it out, people. Check it out. Book smart. And now that we've talked about movies and TV and how they affect our lives. You get really good at using that uh, mute button, by the way. Yeah. You like that? I do. Is that a, is that is it not on the mic itself? Because I don't see you touching the mic. No, I I told you. I think we've done it. We've demonstrated here. If I hit the one on the mic itself, it sounds like this. Oh, the boom! Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you don't need to do that. So I'm not using that. So despite that was the main reason then? for selecting this mic was that <laughs> mute button. But well, then how are you doing it now? Uh, there is a a volume control on the computer for. Basically, the gain for the mic, and uh, you can tap and turn gotcha. it off, okay. which I use because I need a mute button. I make a lot of noises, coughs, you do a lot of noises, <laughs> burps, yeah. butt burps, toots. I saw one earlier. I didn't hear it, thankfully. <laughs> I saw you leaning forward into the phone. I was like, that smelly motherfucker. Oh, All right. Boy. So speaking of smelly motherfuckers. It's time for Sibling Dribblings. And here we are with no intro music. So both of the series that we care about, Portland versus Denver, LA versus Phoenix, are 3-2 for the bad guys in both cases. But as I kind of texted you and alluded to earlier, but we got there in very different ways. The result is the same. You had a (laughs) devastating last night. As we sit here tonight on Wednesday, June 2nd. Last night, you had a devastating, your Blazers had a devastating double overtime defeat. Did you and watch that game? I did not. Did you watch the Laker game? I watched what they sh- what they were showing. Because again, I watched on delay. You know how it gets. Or you know how I am. And then my Lakers, with the exception of the first three minutes of the no, game. No, no, no. Did you watch the out. Laker game? What do you mean delay? I watched I watched my Lakers game on a DVR delay, so by the time I was watching it, your game was mostly over. Well over, yeah. Um, not well over because I did watch last night, but I was like an hour and a half, two hours behind from when it started. I was up pretty late, but anyway. Um, so did you switch so yeah. over to the Blazer game, or you just watched highlights? No, I just saw the, I saw the highlights that they were showing during the Lakers game. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. they they kept going because they're like, like this know, game sucks, but there's an awesome game much. on NBA TV. The, uh, that nobody the, has the announcers actually said that at one point they were like, we know we know nobody's nobody's watching. Or no, it was on TNT halftime show. Barkley said that he's like, I don't know why they just don't change the game. Just switch over. <laughs> that Blazer game is way better than this, this Lakers, Lakers game on NBA TV. They're losing sponsorship. Uh, Phoenix game, even though the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. I played for yeah. the Phoenix Suns, and I won an MVP. He sure did. So talk about your game, because all I saw were highlights. I know Dame went for the double nickel, I do believe. Highs, lows, what were your emotions? Walk us through it. <sighs> Mostly because I have to this. eat this chicken pie. You don't have to relive it. Just... All right, then talk uh, about your outlook I mean, for game six. So, yeah, the Blake, the Blakers. The Blazers lost a heartbreaker to Denver. Um, in double overtime, Dame fucking did Dame shit. He scored 55, had 12 threes. It was the most three threes in a playoff game ever, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 10 that. assists. 
He didn't get the trip dub because he's not a big rebounder. Um, the the real heartbreaker was, or the real heartbreakers, Dame's you know hitting these things to send it into multiple overtimes. He's just the Denver's being stupid and playing him one on one, and he's fucking just doing step back three after step back three. They Denver was up. 10 point, 8 points with like a minute left to go, some, maybe 9 points, some ridiculous amount, and the Blazers came back and tied it and sent it in, I think that was into the second overtime. Um, mm. But then, uh, you know, Dame had scored the last like 18 points. I think in the lat, in the two overtimes, he scored like 19 points and the rest of the Blazers scored like two or something. It was some ridiculous number. Sounds about um, right. So somebody, I think it might have been Robert Covington, missed two dunks. Yeah, he he was trying to rebound dunk one and hit it off the rim. And then he was under the basket and trying to emphatically dunk to sort of put, as emphatically would imply, put emphasis yeah. on it and fucking hit it off the back of the rim. This was in the double OT. He missed two dunks? Yeah. It's in like, the second yeah, OT? I think, I think they were both in the second OT. It's like. The first one, it was more of a, he was coming in to rebound and just trying to catch it and dunk it. And he missed it. That one's a little more All forgivable because it was... That's tougher. Yeah. It was sort of in the act. It's it's harder to like rebound, lay it, lay up it in from the position that he was in. You know, he was trying to mm-hmm. catch the mm-hmm. carom and slam it back in. Whatever. The other one, he was basically fucking under the basket and just <laughs> hit it off the back of the rim. And then uh, I think Dame passed the ball to CJ... He caught it and put his heel back on the line, so he was out I of I saw that play. Like, yeah, he went to drive. And put God damn it. So every Blazer fan was like, CJ, the fuck are you doing, man? When are we trading you? Like, there was a lot of CJ hate today on Blazer's Twitter, for sure. Hang on. Has he... I'm, you know I don't follow the Blazers. Has he had a bad season? Is he having a bad playoff? Or are they just talking about one play? Uh, I mean, he's had kind of a mediocre playoffs so, so. thus far. Uh, he has he hasn't been terrible. I mean, he's been fine. Uh, I he you know he, he started off the season really hot, then he got injured. He's had some high spots since he's come back from his injury, but he hasn't certainly was isn't has not played as he did at the beginning of the season. Um, and this I don't know if it's the defense, but CJ's strength are his sort of like crafty handle and his like mid-range floaters and just his mid-range game in general yep and what seems like something that he hits like 75 or 80 percent of the time he's been he usually can hit that that sort of like elbow jumper again like that's pretty money for him and then when he gets the the three ball shot um he's usually open you know the ball's been swinging around and he can nail those down to it it feels like his percentages on both of those shots have been like are way down 10 to 15 percentage points lower than they typically are, which, you know, over what are we on five games? That's significant. Like, yeah. That's all you remember is like, God damn it. He fucking blew that one again. So then when he stepped out of bounds last night, people are like, fuck. And, you know, there's long been the history of like, you got to break up Damon CJ. Now we have um, Norman Powell on the team. It would seem that Norman Powell will be getting a contract next year. He's not. He we traded Gary Trent Jr. Both both players needed to be re-signed. 
Blazers didn't want to pay Gary Trent, so they got Norman Powell, Powell, who's better. But if they want to keep, we'll also have to pay. But I think the goal, it would seem, is to pay Gary Trent, or not Gary Trent, sorry, Norman Powell, the 20-ish million a year that he's owed, and then Mm -hmm. trade CJ for some sort of defensive 3 and D guy, because CJ makes 30 million-ish a year. He's got like a max deal. Near max, yeah. Um, yeah, if not, if not the absolute max, max, it's close. Um, and he, he is a great player. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lehigh's finest. Come on. I like CJ. He was fucking killing me last night cause he was breaking a lot of shots and then basically no one was helping Dame out. So it was, hmm. it was just a heartbreaker because I don't, I don't know if you saw like some of the Twitter reaction, like Steph Curry was like, holy shit. And. Kevin Durant was like, he's playing like a god. This is insane. Like, they were like, the Twitter reactions were off off the chart. Like, Yeah, they were like, showing some of that during halftime as well on the TNT halftime. So, uh, I mean, there's two games left. Uh, hopefully, the Blazers will dominate game six at home. It's a home game for both of our teams, yes. Um, they, have, they have beat the, the Nuggets two years ago in Denver in a game seven. I, th- I still think they... Not easily, but they definitely could. Um, the other sort of heartbreaker from the game was uh, Nurkic fouled out. He had four fouls, and then he got like a stupid fifth foul. And then for some reason, he went up to block Aaron Gordon, who was dunking, and mm-hmm. was it was an easy foul call. Like yeah. Aaron Gordon missed his free throws, so like, yeah, he didn't get the two points, but we could have used Nurk's Nurkic. Gone. Yeah. Because was that uh, during regulation that he fell out? Yeah, that was there was like four minutes left in regulation. Um, Oof, like yeah, Nurk and Nurk matches up pretty well against uh, Jokic. Uh, basically, no one else on the team does. So yeah, the two itches. Because it was it was it was a tight <laughs> was a game, right? For most of yeah, the game, it was, it was, it was a pretty close back game. And forth. Yeah. Well, let's let's start over. The game started out. Denver was up by fucking like twenty points in the first quarter, so they were okay. killing us in the beginning. And then I didn't know that part. So they started off very slowly, and I was like, fuck, what are we doing? I think I was texting with Kurt, and I was like, this game sucks. Or he said that. Um, but then Dame sort of came alive in the second quarter, and it got closer, and they were down by, like, three at halftime. And then it's basically close the rest of the game. Second half. Two overtime, yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a real heartbreaker. I mean, it was <laughs> – I was thinking about this you when you texted me an L is an L. It's like – would you rather lose like just getting stomped? Because if you're gonna lose, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think yes, uh, I would. Lakers were getting tired from that <laughs> no. game. Fourth quarter was all bench players. Obviously, AD was resting. Yes, I would rather lose the way we lost. And I think you'd agree. You were probably up until fucking midnight plus East Coast. Yeah, time, I was watching the. Like, I mean, uh, it was uh. like like I mentioned, it was an amazing game. I I hate that they lost, but it was just sure. Just to watch him cook like that was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it probably. I mean, I don't know if it's worse. I I feel like the Blazers are in a better position for the next game because, like, they could and should have won that last game. Like the Lakers mm-hmm. showed nothing that they should have won that last game, and with AD's sort of questionable availability, I I don't know. Well, look. I mean, not that, LeBron. Not- LeBron yeah. can carry almost anything, but can Not he carry KCP and Caruso? I don't know. And nothing else. First of all, those are not the key pieces that we're talking about here. 
and not that we have to finish up your Blazers thing, but it's it's simple on my side. If AD comes back and is at least 85-90%, we have a very good chance to win the next the next two games. If he does not, we're not going to win the series. Like yeah, it's that I, it's that simple for me. It it doesn't seem like he's going to be there to me. It it was pretty amazing. They showed I, I was watching because it was suggested to me on YouTube via the algorithm. I was watching a thing from uh, ESPN's First Take, which is a show I actually used to watch from time to time. I don't watch it anymore. But it was on YouTube, just a little clip where Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman were talking about the game last night. And they showed a list of injuries that AD has had just since the beginning of the year, like 2021, <laughs> not the season. It's like six pages similar, long. No, no, it's not that bad, but it's like seven, eight injuries. Most of them. He gets a lot of injuries, though relatively major. He played He played half the games this year. He played 36 games in the regular season. And it wasn't like oh, one that injury low? that kept him out. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It wasn't like one injury that kept him out for 36 games. I think, it, I think one injury did keep him out for like 30 games. But it was a series of other small things. And it's like all over his body too. You know, ankles. Yeah. He, the most recent it one feels is like groin, he always knee, has one or two nagging injuries. Well, and look, I, I think... You know, there, there's two types of seven-footers in the NBA. There's seven-footers that are made of granite, and then there's seven-footers that are made of, like, chewed-up big league shoe that they just kind of stretched out to seven feet. And unfortunately, oh, that's oh, more what, what AD Sorry. is. He's he's very athletic. He's very, you know, he's very physical. But the problem is, especially with his ankles, every time he goes up for one of these crazy full-court passes, which the Lakers love to do, they get LeBron to get a rebound, and AD's like cherry picking. He'll just, if he sees AD and one other guy, he'll just throw it down there. And AD has to go up normally with another big. And I'm every time I'm just assuming he's going to come down and twist something or break something or tweak something or pull something or whatever. So he's just that guy, unfortunately, or at least he's proven to be that guy this, this season. And so far, unfortunately in the playoffs. Now, two questions, wait, two quick questions. One serious one not at all serious. Love it. Do you think if he shaved the brow it would be less pressure on his ankles? Okay, that was obviously the non-serious question. That's the serious one. Um mm. and I do, do not you think do do you think like he seems to like take falls a lot, get those little minor injuries? Yes. Like is he does. I no, I, that, that wasn't the question. Like I know, I'm disagreeing. He creates a ha- like when you f- when he fall down a lot, like part of it's getting calls, part of it's just like habits you get into. Like, do you think that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like when he's always sort of like, like, does he not know how to fall? Well, you know what I mean? Like he's sort of bringing first injuries all, on himself just by the way he plays. And I, first I don't all, even know yeah. if there's a way you can correct that. It's just sort of how right. he's become over the past, whatever, 25 years or whatever. As a callback to this very show, we should ask Danny Dollar that question because as a professional wrestler, he would actually know the answer to that if there's a right way to fall for basketball players. But I will say this as kind of an answer to that question. I think 90% of guys in the league fall more often than they need to. And then, and I've bitched about this in the very recent past. And then the fact that they all need to get picked up just pisses me off. Fucking stand up. <laughs> they just lie on their backs. Man. They just lie there and to... wait for their buddies to come pick them up. <laughs> Fuck, they're all bitches in that in that regard. All of them. Every player. Literally every player we've ever talked about on this show does that. 
Some more than others, but every player does it, and it fucking annoys me. But wait, um, are there is there any player that does not do that? I've never seen a single NBA player pick themselves. No, up I just said every, I, I just said emphatically every player does. I said wait, some maybe more that's than not others. true. Maybe some of the like. 14th or 15th guys if they're in garbage time if they fall it down is, like, pick them I'll tell you I, I, I'm glad you brought that up it is funny not any of the playoff games but I was I finally caught up on all my regular season Lakers games congratulations to me and there was a game I think it was Lakers Knicks which happened a couple weeks ago it was the last one I watched where it was garbage time and Caruso was out there playing and he got fouled he slid underneath the basket and he sat he's big he's big on it too he will always sit there until somebody picks up and nobody <laughs> came over because it wasn't, you know, a lot of times now, guys, now now nowadays, guys will come from the bench and come pick up a guy if he's underneath the basket. If that's, you know, if he's on their side where his his teammates are. But he's on the other side, so no one from the, the Knicks is obviously going to come pick him up. And he sat there for a second and just kind of, like, shook his head like he was clearing out cobwebs. And eventually, I, I didn't even know what I was watching because it's been so long since I've seen it. He put his hands on the floor and he pushed himself <laughs> up. What a novel concept. Fucking spoiled millionaires. Anyway, um... So there probably is something to what you're what you're positing here. There is there, he does fall a lot, and again that kind of goes back to what I was saying because of the instability, and the you know, kind of rubber man make of his body, he's gonna tumble a lot, and he's a tall guy. It's a long way to fall. You know, he's a tall tree falling, amongst a forest of other trees that are shorter that could also be falling, and he has a lot of those, that's that's actually been the cause of a couple of that long list of injuries that I was saying. Yeah. They I show feel like he has take. a little bit of that, like, um, not quite Dwight Howard, but he has he has big shoulders and kind of like spindly yes. legs too. He's top heavy. He's top heavy for sure. <clears throat> so that that probably doesn't help either. Like when you have your no you know, fifty pound shoulders and like yeah <laughs> twenty pound ankles or five pound ankle whatever like but yeah and that's that doesn't Dwight, support it well. His body is a a weird proportion. It is, it is. And Dwight's not a good example because Dwight is one of those granite guys. He's muscular yeah. all the way through. But I, I was just saying because Dwight has the fucking massive shoulders. That he does have like, massive shoulders. What the hell is going true. on? Yeah, Carl Malone's shoulders. Um, so, yeah, I, that's probably a big part of it. But, yeah, this this list of injuries, it was just like, God. And, you know, obviously LeBron only has another year or two left in his career. He's waiting for his son to join him, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Although it, show, it shows how much at least he thinks – He's a a decision maker in the league that he thinks, oh, I can figure out how to get my son not only drafted by the team I'm playing for, but also to be able to play alongside me. Sorry, buddy. I well, know you're quote unquote I, the most I mean, I man in the NBA. I just assumed if he's saying if he's playing, say for the Lakers, he will have them draft him in the second round or whatever, or right. He could always like play if some... he is in the final year of his career. If his son gets drafted by, say, the fucking Wizards or whatever, he'll be like, yeah, he'll all right, I'm going to go play for the Wizards." Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Still, come on, cut it out. He and he go, could do that. He can, he can go to whatever team he wants. He'll yeah, be like, and they could pay him five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he could or do that. Fifty million, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or or actually get that money. Get that money, son. By the way, another thing. Since I'm bitching about the NBA here on sibling dribblings, which is Typically what I do. Oh, and also we have a college update. But don't let me forget. Um, Coach K is retiring. Is that your update? That's my update. And we move forward. Um, the, I don't know if you, you must not have seen this, but the, the outfits that some of these guys, not in the playoffs necessarily, because I just realized this was that New York Knicks game, 
LeBron was wearing what can only be described as something I wore in the sixth grade. Like it was this. We're matching, talking fits now. Let's talk. It was the this. Fits. It was this matching shorts, like elastic band shorts and t-shirt that were like this off teal color. And this hat that may as well have had a pinwheel on the top of it. These guys are worth, in LeBron's case, these guys are worth nine figures. That's two commas with three digits on each, in between each comma on each side. And he's dressed like a fucking child. And then there was... I was this watching is fashion. The, you don't understand fashion. No, I, I definitely do not. But I, there's no fucking way this is fashion. Have and you then seen also, Kuzma? No, I have not seen Kuzma. You should, you should check out some of his like pre and okay. post game shit. I will. I will. But also, uh, Serge Ibaka. There's another game I was watching not that long ago where the Lakers were playing the Clippers, and Serge Ibaka was on the sidelines. And I swear to you, had they not been saying that it's Serge Ibaka. I thought it was like a, a costume. Now, I know Serge is originally from Africa, and I'm sure he was just trying to... Nah, that doesn't that has nothing to do with it. It was literally a gown. NBA fashion. It was a gown, yep. and his hat was... I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. Just go look up, just like you said, the Kuzma thing. Go look up Serge Ibaka's... Some of the, some of the worst fashion choices from my team, the Blazers. Um, mm-hmm. Zach Collins, who's been injured all year, he is not fashionable. I, w- I don't think even like by NBA weird shit standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has these just like ridiculous, like suit jackets with like, you know, crazy linings and he'll be wearing like a fucking bolo tie and like a <laughs> leopard print shirt. Like the stuff he wears, I'm like, God, you look like a complete moron. I mean, a lot of times I'm, I'm, I, I I'm giving them a little more grace with the stuff because some of that stuff yeah. is a little weird, but also looks cool. Sort of. I mean, whatever. You're a mega athlete. You can pull off more than you can make ridiculous stuff look better than most people. But sure, why not? Not you, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> oh, I thought you were talking to me. But yeah, some of the some of the the outfits. I mean, I, it, I'm. I assume you've seen some of Mello's hats. He has a yeah. tendency to wear wild. I feel hats. like Mello is Mello is channeling his inner uh, Cam Newton. With some of the oh choices God. he makes, yes. which is not a good thing <laughs> at all. He, he, I feel like he's toned it down since he's got, since he's been in Portland, but he may have. And obviously, Westbrook <clears throat> kind of started this whole thing several years yeah. back with his like fringe jackets has, and shit. Uh, just uh, I don't. Whatever, express yourself how you want, but shy away from the cameras and save us all, please, from having to watch you. Anyway, enough about my NBA complaints. So. My quick Should we weigh on, in on uh, Mr. Dollar? Weigh in on Mr. Dollar? No, let me finish my... I, oh, I didn't sorry, talk about I the game last done. night. No, because you were talking about the injuries and all those. So, just a quick note on that game. It was an absolute blowout. I will admit, for the first three minutes, it was competitive. Like, the Lakers came out hot. They were actually making... Oh, the first three minutes. The most important part of it. That's idea. all I can say. They lost by 30, <laughs> and they were down by 30 in the second fucking quarter. There's not a lot of positive things I can say. But I will say that it's not surprising they lost. Again, their, their their second best player was out in AD. And they went almost seven minutes in the second quarter without scoring a point. Not without making a field goal. Not without making a three. Without scoring a point. No free throws. No nothing. Seven minutes. Seven minutes is one-seventh 
of the entire fucking game. You can't go seven minutes in the NBA and have any expectation of scoring. And with about three minutes to go in the second quarter, this is just piggybacking on that seven minutes thing, they had scored two points. Two. Hmm. The first nine minutes of the second quarter, they scored two points. And the NBA average score is somewhere north of 100. There's 48 minutes. So even Todd can do this math. As a team, you need to score about two points a minute. We scored two points in nine minutes. Never going to win with that scenario. And the only other comment that I will make on the gameplay, because it was horrible to watch, and I was mostly watching algorithm pushed upon videos to me by YouTube during the game. But I will say that Devin Booker is now, for me, the most hated player in the NBA. Because all I have to do is touch the ball. He could touch the ball at half court with all other players on the bench, and they'd call a foul on the other team. Like, it's really getting out of control how much they're favoring Devin Booker on these whistles. And the other thing that I will say is, oh, the Lakers, if they don't stop taking so many fucking threes when the team shoots like 22% on average, they're not going to win this series. And if they do, by some miracle, win this series, they're not going to go far for the rest of the playoffs. There's two guys on the team that could shoot threes. There's really only one guy. It's KCP. But there's probably another guy who I can't even think of right now who can shoot threes decent. Yet there was a stretch during that seven minutes of silence, meaning seven minutes where they didn't score, where four or five possessions in a row. Oh, Ben McLemore. He's the other guy that can shoot threes, but he comes off the bench. Where for um, four or five possessions in a row, they just jacked up a three. I understand the tendency when you're down by 30 points to want to shoot threes to try to catch up. But if you are not shooting threes well and never have, it's not going to work. You got to score twos and then get a defensive stop, which is what the Lakers have been doing all season. They're the number one rated defense in the league. And their defense was shit, was absolute shit last night. There were layup lines happening. It it is very frustrating when your team, I'm not saying your team, the Lakers, but when one's team is behind by say 10 or 14 points and you're like shit we got to make some threes so everybody's just fucking bricking threes left and right and you're like literally no one is playing any defense down the lane you guys could at least get a couple twos in here that'll open up your three ball a little more like it's 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 sometimes it's just that mindset they're like oh we got to make up some points and you're like you're doing it the wrong way yeah they've been doing it all season it's very, I mean, it's, it's the entire NBA does it. So it's not like. That's fine. But the entire NBA is not, I assume 30th or 31st in a league of 30 teams in three point shooting, which I'm pretty sure is where the Lakers are. Wouldn't yeah. I mean, the Blazers are much better than that. So of course they're sometimes works everybody them, is but. you and me going to the black. Even, even teams that are good three point shooters, like three point shooting teams will, will fall into that trap. Yeah. I suppose. And that's just it's just a consequence of where the game has moved, which for uh, the most part is fine, but yeah, sometimes you're like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Anyway, all right. So what's the dollar situation? Oh, the sit so let me let me pull it up. Sorry, I had it for a second, then I put my phone down. Okay. Um so Mr. Dollar was asking um Trying to find the original post. Here we are. 
From a ratings point point of view, do you think the NBA would prefer a small market team Utah to advance or a small market Memphis team to advance with a young budding star in jaw? Interesting debate. And I I told him, honestly, I don't think the NBA, I didn't say this, but the NBA doesn't give a shit about either one of these teams because <laughs> they're not that interested. They, their fan bases just aren't big enough. They want Knicks but I Lakers. think they'd rather have jaw. And the Grizzlies advance because, uh, you know, they're grit and grind Grizzlies. Like they had a good run there. There's a solid fan base, and John Morant is a is a more recognizable face, I think, even than Spida Mitchell. Although they're probably pretty comparable, but he, I think, uh, Donovan Mitchell's sort of like maybe maxed out. I mean, he still has a, a ceiling to reach, but. Right. I feel like John ja Morant will is assuming he continues on his current trajectory will be a bigger name in say three years than Donovan Mitchell will. Not that Don, not that he's better or even will be better. He's just, I just he's feel much like he's younger, a flashier player. Yeah, and he's flashier. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree. With that. <clears throat> and uh, so, let's see. I commented basically. I said I think the 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 Grizz. And he said, so then, so he said, I agree. Young budding star is probably a better story. I think they would cringe at a Jazz Bucks final from a ratings TV market point of view. Correct. And uh, his friend said, well, get ready for the Jazz to be in the finals. They are clearly the best team in the NBA. No, not true. Um, these poor in the young NBA? Into a, no. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. These. So he's going on about the Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw, and he and then Danny says, "I don't think the Jazz make it. Grizz just aren't that good." Blah blah blah. And he said, "Jazz are the number one seed, the best record in the NBA." I'll leave it at that. And the Grizzlies had been at full strength for the season; they would have been a four to six seed. Not true. Um, yeah. <laughs> like they're at full strength right. I guess they've missed Triple J, but like. By the way, Utah is up 31 on Memphis as we speak right now as we're recording this. So that series is over. I mean, yeah, the the Grizzlies are fine. Like they're yeah. they're a young team. They should be happy like they, they made, it in made the it. playoffs. They yeah. they want they they were winners of the play-in game. You know what I mean? Yeah, they that's weren't their the victory. 7th yes. or 8th seed. Uh Agreed. If they can improve by both development, maybe make some trades around the fringes like they can probably get up to maybe a sixth seed next mm-hmm. year would be a good goal for them, I think. Or, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they could get home court advantage, but maybe no. who knows? The West is the West is hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> the West is a hard place. <laughs> Unless to they be. want to switch conferences, so I'm like, calm down with this four to six shit. Like the Grizzlies yeah, are yeah. not that. Uh, it's not even that they're not that good. There's just like eight other teams that are better than them in the conference. Right, right, clearly, right. like who who are you taking out? It's not. It's not that like you won't improve. It's like which one of these teams above you, which is it's always is fall. in the West. Like who is falling? Yeah. And um, I mean, I would say if you're looking at the current top eight seeds, if um, LeBron or AD were to leave or something like that, like maybe they fall. Sure. The Lakers, um, trying like Portland, if for some reason they trade CJ or like some they decide to blow it up in some way like maybe they fall i i wouldn't hope that and i don't think that's the case because i think dame's a great leader and i think they have a strong enough core that they could weather that storm but i mean you also have the uh fuck 
Phoenix is young and upcoming. Phoenix Denver is, is not, is it's not going to fall out. They, they probably won't no. be second next year, but whatever. Clippers could blow it up any moment, but they're probably Clippers not. Who, that's, Clippers is always <laughs> a, a time bomb. Um, if Denver, Dallas or, trades or, yeah, Porzingis. Dallas, like, as long as they have Luka. But they could also fall. Like if they get rid of Porzingis because he doesn't really work and they don't really, they take a swing on somebody else and it doesn't work. Luca's great, but like he probably can't carry you much higher than a fifth seed. I mean, this season was weird or shortened, but I think longer it wouldn't help them anymore. I don't know. Maybe it does. Sure. Um, Oh, Golden State, like they're presumably going to be quite a bit better. I think they of once Clay comes back, yeah. Once Clay comes back, and I think they may also get a top four pick this year. They could. Because I think they have Minnesota's pick, and Minnesota's pick is only top protected. four protected, and I feel like they have yeah. like the fifth worst record. Like they could easily lose that pick, I think. Yep. And if that'd the, be crazy. If Golden State gets like a top six pick in addition to bringing Clay back, like they, they could be really good next year. Right. That's the team so. that will vault in front of Memphis. Yeah. Anyway. Um, was that the full yeah, exchange? I, yeah. What'd you say? I said, was that the full exchange? Okay. Yeah. They, I know yeah. he was going on. I was like, okay, this guy's clearly a Grizzlies fan and also doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Or maybe he's a jazz fan, but. Right. Right. <laughs> it's funny. Cause he said, uh, um, they haven't been blown out yet by the Jazz. Been close in every game. And then you, <laughs> you just told me the 31. Jazz are up 30. 31. 32 Good now. Point. 32. Jazz, uh, Jazz are up. Uh, and I disagree with them being an average team in the future. I think they need a good six-man and a lockdown defender like Kyle Anderson. Defense can be taught. While that may be true, mm-hmm. um, defense improvements are usually fewer and farther between than offensive improvements, yeah. I would say. Suffer. Agreed. Um, so good luck, Will. I'm not sure you know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, I, I just noticed this. Your game tomorrow night is actually at a reasonable hour. And yeah, it's on national eight, television. Eastern yeah. time. Mine's well, it's just Mountain the Blazers time. and Nuggets. Yeah, there's the only two games. Yeah. The uh, Suns, the Lakers, Lakers Suns, tomorrow. Yeah. So you have the late yeah. game, but. Not late You're for me. Mountain time, so fuck you. Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, by uh, the way, hang on. Since I looked it up, three point percentage shooting during this regular season, the Portland Trailblazers had the sixth best at thirty eight point five percent. The Lakers, out of thirty teams, not as low as I thought, but twenty first at thirty five point four percent. But they probably care took to guess who the closer to the thirtieth percentage. I think the Blazers were the number two in three-point attempts behind the Jazz, I believe. I can tell you that. That is correct. At 40.8 per game. And the LA Lakers were low on this list. We're 24th at 31.2. Yeah. That's because they have a bunch of big guys. That doesn't surprise me. But yeah. Would you, care, would you care to guess who the top three-point percentage shooting team was this year? Because it kind of surprises me. Unless you're cheating and looking at it. I'm not looking at it. Um, Nets? I don't know. Nets were number two. That's a good guess. That's who I would have guessed, perhaps. Oh, you want me to no guess again? Guesses. I want you to guess again, yes. <laughs> um, you have Suns? 29 other options. Not the Suns. 
Give me Actually, a twenty six other options. Um, it's a Western Conference team that's in the playoffs. That's a huge hint. And we know it's not the Blazers, and we know it's not the Lakers, and we know it's not the Suns. The Jizz? Nope, not the Jizz. The Nugs? Four options left. Not the Nugs. We're getting uh-huh. there. Uh, the Mavs? Not the Mavs. Their Only opponent? two options left. Not their opponent. Wait, wait. Who's were the Mavs playing? Wait, Clips. who were the Mavs playing? Clips. Oh, the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. It's the Clippers. Huh. That, I never would have guessed that. That is very surprising. Yeah. I, I don't know. think of them as a great three-point three shooting team. No. I don't either. <laughs> Who do they have that's a good three-point shooter? I don't know. Or a great three-point shooter. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Pat Bev? That fucking prick-ass. No. Fuck. It's not a great three-point shooter. I know. I'm kidding. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who they have. Who, like, seriously, who's on their team that's a great three-point shooter? I genuinely don't know. I'm actually looking them up right now. Uh, let's see. Profile. The L.A. Clippers. Um, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Leonard, Luke Kennard. I mean, Kawhi's decent. Luke Kennard. Well, Luke Kennard doesn't start. Fine. He's probably uh, one of their better three-point shooters, but I don't even think he shot that well this year. Yogi Ferrell. Definitely not Paul George. Terrence Mann. DeMarcus hmm. Cousins. <laughs> no. Batum. It's not Boogie Cousins. Batum's decent. Patrick Patterson? I don't know. None of these. Weird. He's a big man. It must, None of these it must be just like high floor rather must than be. high ceiling player. Yeah. Reggie Jackson must have shot incredibly this year. I don't know. That's that's bizarre to me. All right. And Jay Scrub. I don't know who Jay Scrub is, but it's a great name. TLC no, doesn't want him. That's right. Don't want no scrubs. All right. What else do you have? Uh, regarding basketball? Yeah. Well, I mean, along the lines of uh, Mr. Dollar's question there. Sure. I like calling him Mr. Dollar. I don't know uh, why. That's very it will bizarre. Be, like, who do, you, who do you think is going to come out of the West? Assuming the Lakers, let's just assume they don't make it out of round one. Let's say sure. 80's hurt and okay. it's just too much for LeBron to carry this team of Very real possibility, yes. Less thans. Honestly, I don't, I, so I'm I don't I don't mean that as a major insult. What'd you say, Grizzlies? No. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say Grizzlies. No, no, no. I said honestly. Um I could see, and I'm I'm not looking at the bracket, so this might not even be the matchup. Although it should be if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, it would be. I could see a Utah-Dallas final, Western Conference final. Um, because I think... Well, no, that, no, that, that would be right. Work. That'd be the next they, round. That'd be the next one, round. That's 1-4. Sorry, okay. I, I, think Dallas will, I think Dallas will make the finals. And I think if the Lakers lose, I think Phoenix will make the finals. So you think Phoenix-Dallas. Dallas over the Clippers and... And Utah. This round and Utah. And then Phoenix, assuming they get past the Lakers over whoever they play next round, theoretically Denver, I suppose, if I'm just picking the higher seed for the purposes of this conversation. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, Denver has a horrible track record in the playoffs that we all know about. And and again, I'm not basing this on last night's game, but Phoenix is playing well. I mean, I'm I'm surprised how well they're playing. Last night's game excluded. Um, against the Lakers. 
And so, yeah, if they get through, I think the road for them gets a little easier, believe it or not. So if we assume that, well, let's just say Phoenix makes it out of the West or Phoenix or Dallas. I mean, I, I feel like the Clippers are more likely to, to get out of that top bracket than, I mean, it's a tight game right now, Dallas and LA. I mean, the Clippers did themselves no favors by losing their first two fucking games like punks. Agreed. Um, I mean, I could see the Jazz. I I guess my thinking is any of those teams, including the Blazers, if they're to make it to the Western Conference Finals or even to the Finals, I feel like none of those teams feel like they're going to beat beat the Nets. The East. Yeah. The Nets or Philly. No, I disagree. Philly will find a way to fall apart at some point. I don't yeah. think they're going to make the finals. I mean, but... they they stomped the the Wizards, not that that's The really Wizards? So what? I, I guess you and it, me and I'll have a, John I'll have a better stack feel stack for Philly Wizards. after the next round. Yeah. When they yeah, play... Yeah, let's give them some time. Who the fuck do they play in the next round? They probably play Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta could trip them up. Yeah, no, not even that, probably. That wouldn't they, shock me at all. They do play Atlanta. Atlanta won yeah. tonight. I know. I'm looking at it right now. I'm saying Atlanta could win that series against Philly. Mm. That would not surprise me at all. That would surprise me. But again, anything Unless happening Embiid in the East wouldn't surprise me. Which is possible. He's got those man that Brooklyn-Milwaukee knees. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that one will be good. Um, yeah, I I feel like the East has an advantage this year just because of. Injuries and just kind of weirdness in the West. Yeah, just, yeah, mostly injuries, I think. And the, the timing of the injuries that affected the key team. Yeah, and weirdness so now, of seeding. Assuming the like... Nets, yeah, with the Nets at full strength, I mean, come on, who's going to beat them? Yeah, at, at, well, that'll be interesting, too. Well, I mean, I guess they are at full strength now. I think all three of the big yeah, three are, are playing. Will the synergy be there? Can they, Is that well, what you're saying? and can they stay... <laughs> Like they've played like six games together. Same. Can they actually yeah. play a couple rounds as three? Yeah. Do they need to? I don't, I mean, they can probably get to the Eastern conference finals. I mean, again, I think that series against uh, Milwaukee is going to be tough, but assuming they can beat them, I don't know. It's like, it feels like it's theirs to lose. Just so many, so many buckets. Which is the way they set it up. Yeah, when they for put sure. together that team, let's just you know, defense suspect at best, but let's just score more than anyone's ever scored before, and you know, the the first series wasn't a good indicator because they played the Celtics. Celtics are banged up; they really had no chance. That was that series is over kind of before it began. So much like you said about whoever else you were saying it about um, the the second round will be the the true test round, and we'll get. Yeah, to I mean, it. I. I could also see them losing to the Bucks, just like sure matchup problems. Who the fuck's going to guard Giannis? Yeah, well, not even that. Like Giannis, uh, Drew, and uh, maybe less Middleton, but having solid defenders to put on the Nets will be an interesting wrinkle for them, considering they were playing the Celtics and that wasn't happening. Correct. So yeah. That'll be cool to see. NBA. We love it. Is that what the slogan used to be? I love it. Gotta love it. 
something like that. Anyway, I think it was right. we love it's, it. We love it. We love it. They definitely played that Lakers games a lot, but um. And anyway, you skipped past it unsacrimoniously. That's I just made that word up. Um, but yes, the other sibling dribbling related at the lower level. Coach K announcing today that this upcoming season will be his last. He's been at Duke for over 40 years. And How old is he? He's 74. Does he still look like he's about 48? He has not changed much in the last couple of decades in terms of his appearance, yes. Um, I mean, you know, he definitely looks older. If you watch back when he won the first title in 91 compared to now, he, he looks different, but because that was 30 years ago. But um, Does he have yeah, an I, heir apparent, a... A twenty-five year assistant coach. He did. It's not. He. It is a current assistant coach and a former Duke player. But I was shocked that in this, in the same breath, he announced that John Shire will be his replacement. John Shire was on the 2010 championship team. Great point guard, Jewish guy. Shalom to John Shire and his family. Uh, didn't really play professionally. Went over and played in Israel for a couple of years, and then came back and became an assistant coach and. There was a, a game or two last season where uh, Coach K had to miss for COVID protocols and John Shire was the one that stepped in. But apparently they reached out to all sorts of the other people in the Duke family, Tommy Aaron. They Amaker, reached out to uh, Jake more outgoing, right? But one with Shire. Ladies and gentlemen, let me bring you in behind the fourth wall here. Let me peel back the curtain. Todd was not listening to what I was just saying at all about John Shire and his storied career. As I listened. He played in Israel. Coach. He just heard the the word shy and thought, let me think of a silly play on words. <laughs> and he came up with a nonsensical abstract reality name. Uh, what did you say? More not afraid out, of Jake more outgoing, more outgoing. A smarter comedian would have said, would have used more as the middle name somehow. I don't know. Todd didn't think that far through it. Anyway, no, they did not talk to him. They talked to Tommy Amaker. Wait, what was that? Sportscaster Moore? Here we go. Or comedian? Jay Moore. Jay Moore. M-O-H-R. Jay Moore outgoing. Yeah. How about that? I said Jake. <laughs> Could have worked. It worked. It I think it worked. Right in. Tell us what you think about Mr. Moore outgoing. Please write in. The a, that's a hyphenated name. More dash outgoing. <clears throat> Took his mom's maiden name, which was more. Yeah. Father's name outgoing. Anyway. So, yeah, I was Incoming. I'm not shocked by that. There were there were, there, you know, there's four or five guys. Chris Duhon, I, I imagine, was on the short list. I know there's a Portland connection there. Ever so brief. Yeah, um, I, I recognize that name. Yes, I know you do. Not gonna do a do less or anything. Duhan, no Duhan, okay. you all mentioned. Uh, like he keeps them all in check, all the players in check. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Coach K had a number of, of current assistant coaches that he could have chosen from Oregon. Many throughout the the various the rank and file career of, of college Duke basketball. basketball. Um, they went with Shire. I think it's a good pick. He's obviously a younger guy. He just graduated in 2010, so he's oh, in his early 30s. Very young. Um. But I think also maybe why Tommy Amaker turned it down, turned it down is as much as it is a huge life victory to be given the baton after a storied Hall of Fame career like that, 
you also kind of don't want to be the guy. You've heard the phrase, you want to be the guy after the guy. So yeah, you don't want to be I the understand rebound why coach after Coach K. They don't want to, yeah, they don't want to immediately follow that. But apparently John Shire was instrumental in, in recruiting uh, Zion uh, and a few of the other, you know, top tier players over the past few years. So that's obviously important in the college game versus the pro game. So we'll see. I mean, I'm a Duke fan for life. I'll, I'll continue to follow. I wish John well. And of course I wish coach K well in his retirement. Um, and whatever he decides to do, probably philanthropy, I would imagine. Um, but we shall see. We shall see a story career coming to a close at the end of next college basketball season. So, Anything else, Todd? No. I've been going for a while now. You're boring the shit out of me with the college basketball. Am I? Yes. Okay. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's what this show's all about. Us boring each other and you making terrible, terrible, terrible jokes. All right. So, big games tomorrow night. Be rooting for the Blazers and the Lakers. We'd appreciate any thoughts and sentiments you can put out there. I'll do my best to maybe try to upload this tomorrow. Just solely for the purpose of getting the bro pod niche behind the uh, two yeah. teams I just mentioned. The nation needs to be it supporting happen, our team. Agreed. Um, and hopefully we can have not only a game tomorrow night, that being Thursday, but also some game sevens on Sunday. That's what we both need in our series respectively. So we'll Is that when it would be? Is that wishing what, and hoping. Is that what they determined? Yeah, they're on the same schedule now. I know. but um, Starting I, with I, I hadn't game. looked that yes. far ahead. I dared not dream. I had. Don't be a fool. Always dream. Reach no, for the sky. I'm joking. I just hadn't looked. Shoot for the stars. The next game you be. might land on the moon. I figured that's what it was. Just pure laziness. Um, <clears throat> so we come to expect that, and we uh, are glad to see that Todd came through for us with the laziness on that in that regard. So with that, we thank you for listening. We hope you are having a solid start to the month of June and a solid whatever day this is that you're listening. Um and we appreciate your listenership. Check us out on the Instagrams, Twitters, the underscore bro underscore pod. Again, shoot us an email. Let us know other stupid names for John Shire's alter ego at the network at gmail.com. And check out our website, bropodnetwork.com. And thank you for listening. And until next week, everybody. Peace.